everybody. This is Jerry Kazai. I want to take a minute and welcome you to Business Builders to to this edition of Business Builders. It's our second call for the year, and today is going to be, uh, well, I got a mantra for you. We got a success mantra, and honestly, it comes from the U.S. Navy SEALs. It says, if it doesn't suck, it's not worth doing. And you know, if it doesn't suck, it ain't worth doing. I really like that. I read that the other day and I said, you know, I am really going to talk about this. I want to talk about this in great detail. You see, according to psychological research, the anticipation of an event is almost more emotionally powerful than the event itself. I'm going to say that again. The anticipation of an event is almost always more emotionally powerful than the event itself. One of the advantage, or one of the um, examples that they give is the dread of asking your boss for a raise, how it can be paralyzing, and it can paralyze you for months. But once you get your balls in order and you really get yourself ready to do it, it's over before you know it. Well, you know what? The truth of it is my wife, whom I love and adore, loves planning trips. That is just something that gets her so pumped up. She loves the excitement of finding a deal. She loves the excitement of making these plans and figuring out where we're going to go and 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 finding the hotel and and okay, when we're there, we're going to have this opportunity and this opportunity. We're going to do all this stuff. And and she just absolutely lives for the planning of the trip. Going on the trip is great, but it's never, ever as fulfilling as spending that month, two months, six months, 12 months, whatever length it was, depending on on the extremity of the trip. It's never the same as the excitement of getting it planned. You see, the excitement of attaining some object or objective can become obsessive. The problem is, is shortly after you attain it, right after you get whatever the hell it is that you're working toward, most of the time you're bored and you're in search of something else. How many of us, we buy things to make us happy and we succeed, but only for a little while? New things are exciting to us at first, but then we adapt to them. You buy a new car, and within three or four months, it's no longer exciting. You buy a new motorhome. Man, the first couple times you take it out, and it's wonderful, and you're loving it, and you're wondering how come everybody doesn't have a freaking motorhome. And then you get used to it, and you go, eh, it's parked in the garage or it's parked in the driveway, or it's parked behind the house. It doesn't matter what it is, okay? We buy things to make us happy, and we succeed, but only for a little while. The new things that get exciting to us, we adopt to them. And this is from Dr. Thomas Gilovich. He's a Cornell psychologist. 
You see, interestingly, your, your mind can seduce you so much that the freaking idea of something becomes more satisfying than the thing itself. So a lot of time we stop at the idea and never make it real. Ryan Holiday points out this alarming fact in his book, Ego is the Enemy, where he argues that a primary obstacle to success is the very idea of success. The primary obstacle to success is the idea of success. Thinking about success can be your the thing that stops you. You see, it's so easy to dream. It's easy to talk about your ambitions. It's easy to tell people all the shit you want to do. It's easy to create vision boards. It's easy to write down your goals. It's easy to stand in front of a mirror and declare your affirmations. I'm going to do this, and I'm amazing, and this is going to happen, and my God, in a year, I'm going to be a millionaire. And friends, that's where most people stop. They stop with their vision boards. They stop at writing their goals. They stop in front of the mirror, and they're stopping once they declare their, their affirmations. The very act of dreaming, the very act of dreaming stops you from achieving your goals. See, you've played it out in your mind with such intoxicating detail that you become satisfied, and you're good. You're freaking good. You go, hey, you know what? I know all the shit I got to do. I got it. I got it in such detail that your brain shuts down. You become numb. And you deceive yourself into believing that you've actually done something productive. You believe that you've trained your people. You believe that you've got your systems in place. You believe you've got your procedures in place. You believe that everything in your business is being delivered the way it's supposed to be. Because in your mind, you've got it all worked out. You see, when you attempt the activity itself, the problem is you immediately hit a stone wall of resistance. You immediately get hit with reality. And the reality of it is change is hard. The reality of it is People don't want to fucking work, including us. See, most of the time, certainly more often than not, when once you hit that wall of resistance, you quickly distract yourself from the discomfort of the wall of resistance with some form of momentary pleasure. It's pretty amazing. Robert Greene explains in his book, Mastery, that you can learn to love this internal resistance. In his words, you kind of, you find a kind of perverse pleasure in moving past the pain that this brings. Instead of, instead of, instead of hitting the wall of resistance and busting through it, you give yourself some Momentarily, I feel better now. And you get used to that, and it's, it's a habit. So how do you get out of your rut? 
Well, there's a book out there called Living with a Seal, and Jesse Isler tells a story of being inspired by a certain Navy SEAL. He liked this guy so much, he actually invited him to come into his home and live with him for a month. He wanted to, he wanted to get into the SEAL's brain. He wanted to find out how this son of a bitch works. How does it work? And Isler admitted that he was personally in a rut. And he wanted to shake himself out of his, his routine. Right? So imagine this. He, he, he's in a personal rut. He, he can't figure out how to get out of it. So the son of a gun invites a Navy SEAL to come in and live with him for a month. Day one, the SEAL asks him, Isler, how many pull-ups can you do? Isler squeaked out eight shaky pull-ups. SEAL says, take 30 seconds, do it again. 30 seconds later, Isler got up, and he did six, and he was really struggling. The SEAL says, take 30 seconds, do it one more time. 30 seconds later, Isler got at the bar, and he punched out three. Three. So he did eight, six, and three. did 17 pull-ups. At the end of the 17, his, his arms were exhausted. He was completely exhausted. And the SEAL looked at him and said, all right, we're not leaving here until you do 100 more. Isler was puzzled. He goes, okay, dude, we're going to be here a long freaking time because there's no way I can do 100. There's no way that I can do 100 pull-ups. Well, the truth of it is Isler ended up completing the challenge. He ended up doing one freaking pull-up at a time. But the message was that the SEAL convinced him that he could do way more than he thought he could. The principle that the SEAL taught is what he calls the 40% rule, which essentially means people feel maxed out mentally and physically, and thus they stop. They stop when they're only at about 40% of their actual capacity. You feel maxed out, man, I am spent, I am done, I can't do no more, and you feed yourself this line of bullshit, but you're only at 40%. Going past this 40% capacity is when it becomes uncomfortable. Hence the SEAL's mantra, if it doesn't suck, we don't do it. If it doesn't suck, we don't do it. That should be the entrepreneur. That should be your mantra. If it doesn't suck, I don't do it. I didn't sign up for easy. If you signed up for easy, go get a job. If easy is what you're looking for, go work for somebody else, punch a clock, and know that every week you're going to get the same god darn check. Because being an entrepreneur, owning a business is hard. It's hard. There's nothing about this that's easy, okay? The pain, the pain is a kind of challenge your mind presents. Will you learn how to focus? Will you learn how to focus and move past your boredom? Or like a child, will you give in to the need for immediate pleasure and distraction? That's the question. Are you going to get past all this self fulfilling bullshit that you feed yourself? 
and go go sit in the corner and suck your thumb with a blankie? Or are you going to bust your ass and realize, I can do more? Just like Isler, who shattered a mental barrier by completing 117 pull-ups. You can get out of your rut by pursuing tangible objectives. You can get out of your rut by actually achieving the shit you're trying to do. See, the concept is this. Do something and don't stop until it's complete, no matter how long it takes. I'm going to say that again. I want you to get this. The concept is do something and do not stop until it's done, no matter how long it takes. Who gives a shit how long it takes? You gave someone your word. Even if it's yourself, you gave yourself your word. Your goal is to learn how to accomplish hard things. Your goal is to learn how to accomplish hard things without continually distracting yourself. You need to develop what Green calls a perverse pleasure in in experiencing internal conflict and sitting with it. You got to get that the internal conflict that you're going to experience doing the shit that's hard is going to be okay. See, this is this is the this conflict, this belief is what CrossFit is all about. I mean, it's embedded in everything CrossFit does. You're thinking, what the hell am I talking about CrossFit for? Here's the deal. Unlike most people who check their smartphone between exercise sets, at CrossFit, you have a specific objective and you kill yourself until it's done. You can't sit there and look at your goddamn cell phone. You go, okay, okay, I did 10 push-ups. I'm going to check my email. No, that's bullshit. CrossFit doesn't work that way. CrossFit says there's an internal conflict. Your body says stop. Your body says I can't go anymore. Your body says I'm, I want to go sit in the corner and suck my thumb. And you have to push yourself. I mean, personally, I disagree with CrossFit on a lot of things because they're, what is it they say? They say, screw form, get it done. Well, that's how people get hurt. I'm not interested in anybody getting hurt. I'm not interested in anybody killing themselves until it's done. But the truth is, if it doesn't suck, we don't do it. That's the seal mantra. That should be your mantra. You see, you can apply this. You can apply this principle to anything and everything. You can do it as a homework assignment, and you can just freaking do it until it's complete. You can write an article and stick to it until it's published. You can do 100 pull-ups, or you can run five miles, and you can go until you're done. Who cares how long it takes? You can write an article for your email newsletters. You can create a marketing piece. You can do anything and just keep at it, keep hammering at it until it's complete. There are times I sit at my desk and I go, there is no freaking way I got any new marketing ideas. And I sit at my desk, I put on my noise-canceling headphones, and I just sit there until I get my shit done. And I don't miss emails, and I don't miss newsletters, and I don't miss my mid-month marketing, and I don't miss my postcards. Why? Because it means everything to my company. 
And I'm willing to do what others won't so that later I can do what others can't. If it doesn't suck, I can't do it. I won't do it. It sucks to do all this stuff. It's hard. It's freaking hard. Don't let anybody bullshit you and try and tell you that it's not hard. It's hard. But when you when you have investors, when you have your money, when you have your family, when you have your lifestyle, when you have your house, your car, when all of it's on the line based on what the hell you do, how can you quit? How? How can you freaking quit? See, in his, there's a book out there called The Deep Work, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. Cal Newport states the following, the ability to perform deep work is becoming increasingly rare at exactly the same time it's becoming increasingly valuable in our economy. As a consequence, the few people who can cultivate this skill and then make it the core of their working life will thrive. The ability to perform deep work is becoming increasingly rare, and the people who can cultivate this skill will thrive. See, without question, we live today, we live in the most distracted time in human history. It is almost impossible to remain focused on a single task for more than a few minutes at a time. Almost impossible. The law of opposites is in effect. With every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. While most of the world is becoming increasingly distracted, a select few of us are completely capitalizing on this fact. A select few. There is also a widening chasm between the spiritual and the secular where the two used to be synonymous. Economist Tyler Cowen says, average is over. Average is over. The middle class is gone. Either you're among the select few who are thriving or you're like most people who are distracted, overweight, and struggling. My friends, the choice is yours. When something sucks, do you quit? Or do you push through and eventually enjoy the satisfaction of growth and success? When something sucks, where are you at? Do you quit? Do you come up with some bullshit excuse? Every excuse in the world why you can't be successful? Because it's hard? Because it's difficult? Or do you frickin' push through and make it real, make it happen? See, anything worth doing is going to suck at the beginning. I don't care what it is. I don't care what anything worth doing is meant to require pain and sacrifice. Here's the, here's the problem facing America. Here's the problem facing us. America was originally built on the moral of impulse control. What once used to be a country filled with people sacrificing momentary pleasure for a better future, the overpowering message of today is live for the moment. 
I want to be happy now. That's why people are not successful. Because they give up what they really want for what they want in the moment. See, that's exactly what people do. They live for this moment. Because when something sucks, when something gets hard, most people quit. Most people indulge themselves in momentary satisfaction at the expense of a better future. They give up what they really want for what they want in the moment. Right now, my life is hard. I can't do this anymore. I want to quit. I want to go grab my blanket and suck my thumb in the corner. Yeah, but the people that's, that suffer through that, the people that push through, the people that continue to make shit happen, even though it's hard, they're going to have an amazing corner to go in when they want to go there. Because they're going to have everything that they've dreamt about and everything that they wanted to make happen is happened. You see, when you make to make matters worse, the twin truth of today's culture is love yourself for who you are. A whole damn self-esteem movement of the late 20th century is an enormous contributor to America's faltering success. People are taught to love themselves regardless of their performance. They justify mediocrity. Yet when you look at Asians and other immigrant groups who are often considered to have low self-esteem, they consistently outperform Americans who have high self-esteem. Say that again. Asians and other immigrant groups who often are considered to have low self-esteem consistently outperform Americans who have high self-esteem. We think so freaking high of ourselves, but our productivity sucks. But it's all good. I love me for who I am. See, unlike other parts of the world where hard work is seen as a virtue, the repeated phrase in America is, don't work too hard. Don't work too hard. Don't work too hard. Success these days is to get as much as you can for as little work as possible. Don't work too hard. There's a book, The Triple Package, How Three Unlikely Traits Explain the Rise and Fall of Cultural Groups in America. The authors explain that the most successful people not only control their impulses, but also have an, an implicit sense of inferiority. I always wonder whether I'm going to be good enough. Me personally. I sit here and think, man, are they going to resonate with what I'm talking about on the, on the call? Am I going to be a good enough coach? Am I going to deliver enough content during our meetings? Am I going to do a good enough job when I'm working on someone's car? You know what? This is me. This is who I'm telling you. This is who I am. I don't sit here and think I'm better than anybody. If anything, I struggle with the concept of whether I'm good enough. But that's why I always have to over-deliver. I always have to 
be more than what you expect and what you anticipate. You see, these traits are awarded in today's economy because they're so rare. Again, few people control their impulses, but instead they live for this moment right now. And few people, especially in America, have any sense of inferiority. Rather, most people have bought into the myth that you must love yourself before you can become successful. And I say that's garbage. I say that's absolute bullshit. See, true confidence is earned. True confidence is earned by succeeding. It's not by wishing for success. Meta-analytic research confirms this. True confidence emerges when you consistently push through things that suck. The longer you sit with the boredom, the pain, the discomfort, and actually create something meaningful, the more confident and successful you will be. There's research that backs this up. See, when Ryan Holiday explains in his interview with Lewis Holmes, you are rewarded for the work you actually accomplish, not the promises you make. Doing the work is hard. Getting into elite physical condition is frickin' brutal. I will never be there. I don't want to work that hard. I'm 60 years old. I don't want to look like Mr. America or Mr. Universe. I did that once before. It's a lot of freaking work, and I'm clear. I'm never going to look like that again. But I know one thing. I'm honest about it. I don't bullshit myself and make all kinds of promises and say, dude, you're a stud. And I don't I get in front of the mirror and naked, and you know what? Mirror breaks. I'm okay with that. But I'm not bullshitting myself. Building deep, committed relationships is nearly impossible. Most marriages end in divorce. I'm committed to my wife. I'm committed to our relationship. I am committed to my partnership with her. Okay? It's hard. It's freaking hard. It ain't easy. You know, we make it look easy. Because of our communication, we make it look easy because of our partnership. But I'll tell you, certainly in the beginning, it was freaking hard. There's so many times we wanted to kick, kick each other to the curb. And thank God we didn't. Thank God we were committed. We were committed to being in this relationship. It sucked. There are times it still sucks. I've been divorced once. I don't want to go through it again. I'm committed. I'm committed to have the best relationship with my wife that any human being could ever have. See, all these things suck, at least initially, and in the moment, and in the moment of battle. However, if it doesn't suck, it isn't worth doing. If the relationship was easy, shit. We'd all think it was the easiest thing in the world. Why would we have to try? Just go get another chick. Go get another dude. Go trade that son bitch in. I don't want to retrain somebody. Laura and I have been going to seminars every month since August 2004. The education that we have 
together as a couple, the things we have learned together. It was freaking hard. I leave, we leave in the morning. We're going to Orlando. We're going to another seminar. It's a five day. They're talking 14 hours a day, five days. Okay. This is going to be a hard seminar. If it doesn't suck, it isn't worth doing. See, if it doesn't suck, it isn't worth doing. You can absolutely learn to endure the discomfort of the moment to build a life worth having. See, I'm committed. My wife is committed to enduring the discomfort of 14-hour days for five days because we're committed to building the life we want to have together. See, if you're stuck in a rut, challenge yourself to complete specific objectives, no matter how freaking long they take. Get it done. See, a life that doesn't include hard-won accomplishment and triumph over obstacles, it's not going to be satisfying. It can't. There's something deeply fulfilling, even thrilling, in doing almost anything difficult extremely well. There's a joy and a pride that comes from pushing yourself to another level or across some new frontier, a life devoted only to the present, to feeling good in the now, it, it cannot deliver fulfillment. It can't. It's impossible. The present moment by itself is too small. It's too hollow. It's too empty. Human beings all need a future. We need something beyond and greater than our own present gratification. We need something beyond and greater that we get to aim at or feel that we've contributed to. It's mandatory to our being. True happiness, joy, is fundamentally different than momentary pleasure. Now, I'm not saying momentary pleasure is inherently bad. Shit, not saying that at all. However, it gets in the way of something more real and lasting. Anything worth doing brings a satisfaction that distraction Never can. Don't give in to the resistance. Push through the difficulty. That's where the joy that will, that those who stop will never, ever taste. When you push through that difficulty, when you actually accomplish what it is that you're working on, when you actually get there, man, that's a feeling. It's a feeling that's so freaking amazingly delicious. I mean, it's, it's spectacular. Happiness leaves, happiness leaves no bad aftertaste. It's followed by no depressing reaction. Happiness brings no regret. Happiness entails no remorse. True happiness is lived over and over and over again in your memory. It's always with a renewal of the original good. A moment of pleasure may leave a barbed sting as an ever-present source of anguish. I gave up what I really wanted for I wanted right now. Man, I'm telling you, if it's worth doing, it's going to suck. It just is. If it doesn't suck, it's not worth doing. You have to know in your heart 
that what you're doing as a business owner, what you're doing as a husband, what you're doing as a father, what you're doing as a contributor to the society that we live in is going to suck. It's going to be hard. And when you push through it, when you actually get the success that you're looking for, you will feel higher than any drug you could ever get. A feeling of accomplishment, a feeling of success. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I look at my businesses, and I, I look at where we're at today, and I think, I started this almost 40 years ago. I'm doing multi-millions of dollars a year. I employ, Laura and I employ 50 people. Our payroll's over a million dollars. It's hard sometimes. It's hard. I won't let anybody ever tell me that it's easy. And I won't ever let anybody believe that I'm sitting back here just thinking, man, life is beautiful. My life is beautiful. And there are days that it's freaking hard. And I can't give up. I cannot give up. It's not who I am. It's not in my core being. And I don't give a shit what I have to do. I gave people my word. My integrity means everything to me. I am going to knock it out of the park if it takes me a year, if it takes me six years, if it takes me 40 freaking years. That's just who I am. If it doesn't suck, it's not worth doing. I want that to be your success mantra for the rest of this year. If it doesn't suck, it's not worth doing. And just know that it's going to be hard. And the harder it is, I promise you, the more fulfillment you will get out of it, the more joy you will get out of it. And I don't care if it's doing 100 pull-ups and you can't do but 17. Do it. Do your business. Make your business successful. Make your employees do what they need to do. Make your customers respond. You can do this. I know you can.